Hello. You're listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 33. My name is Chris Latore. I am your host of this show. And thank you for listening. Thank you for following us at Sunspots Comics on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Appreciate it. And if you could, when you get a chance, when you have a sec, hit me up on iTunes with a five-star review if you feel that the show is worthy. I hope you have a good time and enjoy listening to it. That's my focus of the show. And if you feel you had a good time, hit me up with that five-star review on iTunes and put a little blurb, a little positive blurb in there. It would be greatly appreciated. Uh, This show is going to be kind of short and sweet. I'm extremely ill, uh, heavily medicated, lots of Starbucks on standby. (laughs) And... I got one feel-good factoid freebie. I actually have one uh, dip in the, to taking a look and a glimpse into the world of artificial intelligence. And that was it. Just two little articles. I have uh, seven, make it six, top picks this week. And they were actually really, really good. And and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly mention two zombie destroyers. I guess this would be announcement number five of the up-and-coming comic book that I have created and written, Zombie Destroyers, and the artist... Jordan Hudson. You can follow him on Instagram at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. Uh, we're getting close to finishing page one, and page one's going to be posted to zombiedestroyers.com. That's all I'm going to say about that. It's going to be cool. I'm, I'm so excited. It looks so beautiful. Thank you, Jordan. Shout out. Your art is gorgeous, and I think it's just going to be a, a beautiful partnership for years and years and years to come for some amazing comic books. Uh, I've got a lot stored I got a lot welled up inside of me with reading comic books for 35 years so um, I want to keep it uh, keep it fun keep it true keep it keep it to my true heart my love my passion and chase the dragon chase the dream and I'm hoping that it's uh, it's just gonna be fun either way to me at least I just hope other people enjoy it and uh, see it like the way in my vision um, in my mind is and with Jordan's help I think it's gonna happen also I'm collab putting together uh, collating if you will a end of the year show where I'll be recapping stuff I'll be picking a favorite comic book I'll be looking at all the top picks for the year and going through those top picks and picking the top of the top picks maybe uh, picking a favorite comic book TV show favorite comic book movie favorite comic book video game favorite comic book collectible toy gadget maybe even favorite comic book clothing article event or con just to kind of pick out highlight and recap the year that uh, I can't believe that Sunspots Comics, uh, the podcast, I started in May, and here we are, end of the year already, and it's just been a blast. 33 podcasts, too. It's been a whole lot of fun. And I'll have a naughty and nice list on that show, too. Basically, shout-outs to some folks. And it's just going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to recap stuff, and it'll tie into what you can look at at Sunspots Comics to my my pull list and my favorite picks. So it's just going to highlight that, and it's going to be fun and recap stuff, and I, I dig that. Uh, being a person of kind of OCDness, I like to kind of keep it all cataloged and logged and look at stuff. I'm going to maybe even talk about uh, what publisher, what comic book publisher earned the majority of my dollars. Kind of look at a, a recap of that and have a feeling it's going to be image. But I'm just uh, off the top of my head. I'm just thinking that's what it's going to be. So all of that. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. So tune in and uh, that'll be on 34 or 35. I think I'm going to be recording the it's going to be an all in one podcast where I'll do the reviews for the week because it was a regular comic book week uh, this Wednesday, the 23rd, right before Christmas. So it'll be a combo. I don't see a lot of articles. seems like, again, Star Wars taking up everything and the comic book world kind of quietly 
squeaking along, taking a little, putting putting things on pause as soon as Star Wars Mania sort of calms, and then they'll they'll blast the world with comic book nerd love and stuff. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a cool jam packed show. So make sure you tune in to episode uh, thirty issue thirty four coming up. I think I'll probably record it this Sunday, uh, right after Christmas. So uh, so let's jump right into it. The first thing I've got actually is a just one comic book feel good factoid freebie, and it comes from comicbook.com, and it's just a cool uh, thing here that on ABC they're going to be when the Agent Carter season two premiere. Uh, hits on Tuesday, January 19th at 8 o'clock. Check your local listings. They're going to have a Captain America 75th anniversary special. It says it's going to be a one-hour special event following the history of Captain America from 1941 to present, and it's going to feature all the Marvel stars, Stan Lee, Joe Quesada, Clark Gregg, Ming-Na Wen, Chloe Bennett, Jeff Loeb, Louis Esposito, Chris Evans, Haley Atwell, also family of uh, family members of Captain America's creators, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, so that's kind of cool. So a one-hour unique special, I gotta set the DVR for that, you should as well. Pretty awesome. So that is the one comic book feel good factoid freebie. Check it out. January 19th. What the? What was that? That was my spider sense tingling. Oh, look out. <laughs> so I said earlier is going to be artificial intelligent. Actually, no, it's spider sense tingling article and check it out. CBS News has a headline and whenever there's a headline like this, I put all my eyeballs on it. It's entitled superheroes take note. Uh huh? What? <laughs> X-ray vision is almost reality. Cambridge, Massachusetts. X-ray vision, a comic book fantasy for decades, is becoming a reality in a lab at MIT. This is crazy. I remember as a little kid buying some some cheap comics to tear up and rip out the ad and send in for X-ray vision goggles, glasses with the black and white swirl on them, just in in hopes young little kid in hopes that man I could be like Superman and I could see through the wall and and have that superpower yeah uh, that was just a, a dream crusher a hope smasher <laughs> you get nothing in the mail right and then you realize oh my god I just ripped out a page of a comic what's wrong with me and then you slap your own face but anyway this is the opposite end of that spectrum they're spending a lot of money and have been in research since 2012 to determine how wireless signals can be used to see what's happening what's happening in another room so they are using Wi-Fi and other devices that om that omit a wireless signal to create almost like a daredevil-like um, holographic three-dimensional image in another room so that uh, you can, by wearing goggles, just see what's in that next room ultimately. And uh, that's pretty crazy, using wireless signals that can transverse walls and material. So. Yeah, it's uh, almost happening there, folks. That technology will be available to heroes and villains very soon. Crazy. That's why I need my spider sense tingle. That's right. All right, so let's jump right into the top comic book picks of the week for December 16th. Crazy. December 16th was a pretty, pretty decent pick. I had 14 to choose from, and six of them made the top pick list. Art winner this week, Descender, Dustin Wynn. Oh my gosh, just look at Dustin Wynn's work in Descender. It was actually Descender number, gotta give him a shout out because it's just gorgeous. Uh, number eight, Jeff Lemire writes, Dustin Wynn on art. 
he did uh, Dustwin did a uh, little Gotham. He's also doing this uh, like sort of um, DC Academy where the DC characters are younger and kind of like prep school, I guess, like maybe junior high. Seems interesting with his art, and he has this lovely sort of um, like ink blot style, like a like just like it has this wet ink look to it. I just love it, and I. I Met Dustin Wynn, talked to him, super nice guy, and uh, he's the uh, art cover winner of the week, and it's gorgeous. Check it out. It has, like, um, this giant robot standing behind this awesome-looking character that's, uh, a, like, a robot hunter in, in the character that in, the sh in this comic that is um, T-21's uh, humanoid partner that is now on the hunt for him, you're not, and you're not sure if he wants to actually kill T-21 or... He just misses his robot brother. You're not sure, but just cool bounder hunter, bounder hunter looking sci-fi-ish cover with like all these robot skulls on his on his backpack. So very cool. That's the art cover winner, Descender. You should check that out. And the art winner this week was Ryan Otley on Invincible. He had to just spend so much time drawing these emotional panels, these emotional looks and panels. And uh, it looked just like it, it, it had to have taken forever. And he really does a great job of, emo of like just emoting emo emotion here that it, it really stands out. It really hits in an emotional way. And it, uh, it's, it's just gorgeous. He really spent a lot of time. It's the eyes. It's the face. It's the, it's the brow. It just, um, he, it, it, uh, it's an emotional episode, which we'll get into later. But he is the art winner for every single page was gorgeous it just seems like he's really in the sweet spot and uh, making some gorgeous lines and some great action transitions it's just gorgeous check out Ryan Otley he's the art winner of the week for December 16th so thank you Ryan Otley for your beautiful art it's so gorgeous <clears throat> so let's get into the top six and coming in at number six from Image Comics is Tokyo Ghost I've loved this it's been solid Rick Remender the writer and Sean Murphy on art. It's just gorgeous. And this is that strange future where everyone's so jacked into the internet and nan nanobots in their bloodstream and drugs and it just the, the future is just this just complete debauchery and insanity. And there's this bounty hunter couple uh, I want to say Ted and um, I always forget her name but anyway she's unjacked <laughs> she's uh doesn't have any internet uh, connectoids and and she's just clean of all technology and and Ted was uh, the the very opposite of that the, he was plugged into the system and this is a jaunt into this uh, sort of uh, Tokyo old ancient Tokyo like environment that's that has clean water and fresh air and and animals and trees and waters and ponds and lakes and they're just having this happy moment. And you're really kind of you're, you're sucked in and you're like man this is beautiful and they're they're loving each other and 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 holding each other and they're sitting next to this beautiful lake and pond and then madness ensues so the, this this goes in a little into his origin which i liked it dug back into the past of there were these bullies in middle school that that did some horrible stuff to to teddy and from that, he he had to jack in and, and join the service and and take all these steroids and and have implants built into his body and 
and they come and find him in this pe this peaceful sanctuary. So it's an all-out drag-out fight with characters from his past, and he ultimately does doesn't do very well, and so like he has to dip back into plugging in. So it's just like a little heartbreaking, and I, I felt the emotion there, and was like, oh, I thought he was really going to be on this clean living path and stay that way, but he's like, he has to fight these demons from his past, and he feels he needs that. And as soon as he jacks in, it's like, uh, wow, it's like they missed him, and the the AI of is talking to him, and <clears throat> he's he's injecting this into his bloodstream, and and it's and it's increasing the muscle mass massively, and it's just crazy. It's a little heartbreaking, and I, I felt it, and beautiful art, gorgeous. Number six. Now, number five from Image Comics is The Goddamned, Before the, F Before the Flood, issue two. Written by Jason Aaron. Uh, gorgeous, complicated, complex, heavy art uh, from R.M. Guerra. And I, I got a shout out to the coloring, too, because it's gorgeous. The palette is primarily orange and red. Because all the and browns, there's just a lot of crap and blood, and just insanity going on. Gulia, I'm so sorry. G i u l i a. How do you pronounce that? Brusco. <laughs> Coloring, fantastic. So this is the story of Cain, in sort of the the Old Testament kind of story, where, man, I tell you, it's insanity. Noah is is kicking back in his camp. And these insane sort of prehistoric man, ape-like guys just want to kill them. There's a lot of heavy profanity in this. It's crazy that they're using it in this sort of time period. And it's just insane and dirty and raunchy. And I said it before, I think, that this comic book literally smells. Because it's just it painting this picture of this world of uh, dirt and filth and grime. So they try to take Noah's stuff and... and Noah is an amazing axe-wielding fighter and he's slaying these people left and right and an interesting moment was when he stops slaying them and sees that there's like a, a like a like a mealworm on the ground and he's like oh how precious whereas human life is not he'll he'll axe to the face human life but oh save that little little maggot because that's that's precious life <laughs> that was just strange interesting and hilarious all at the same time so, Cain is furthering his walk of the earth away from humanity and comes across this, this badly beaten woman who is looking for her, her child. And he could sort of care less at first. And you're like, okay, man, I was just looking for, hoping for a little, a little hero, you know, her, a little hero feel, a little something. And you're like, no, you're not really getting that. And he has to fight off these, these kids, these feral children. That are like chained up by the neck like they're wild dogs that attack him. They don't show that, but he apparently wins because he goes back to the the woman that's just about to call it a quits out in the middle of nowhere, laying in mud and crap. And he says like, hey, let's, I'll help you out while he's riding this crazy looking dinosaur. The last panel is just gorgeous of him, of Kane covered in blood. And I think he has a couple of knives sticking in him and he's riding this like kind of triceratops ish looking dinosaur and is like okay I'll help you out after all and takes and it's gonna help this woman out finding her son so it's just Jason Aaron has some uh, has some interest uh, inside of his brain is is twisted and dark and smelly but I love it it's fun I mean southern bastards and this is just insanity 
Anyway, that's my number five. Number four, Star Wars Darth Vader Annual, number one. And let me tell you, I've, I've got Star Wars on the brain, too. Um, I've seen Force Awakens now the, for the third time. I just took my dad right now to see it in 3D out in Garden Grove, and uh, I still love it. Uh, it I at no point thought, um, wow, maybe I'll be bored with this, or if I am, that'll be fine. No, it was just entertaining. It has great beats to it. It uh, just was a ball of fun, of nostalgic fun, of the passing of the torch. And I think I'll do a little podcast with Justin very soon. We'll review the, the movie a little in more in depth, so I'm sure you'll just hear some of what I said again. But uh, I can't get enough Star Wars right now. So this just, just, just hit the right beat for me with Star Wars Darth Vader Annual. Again, <clears throat> I don't think I wouldn't have bought this. I wouldn't have bought this annual if it wasn't for the luck of the Star Wars annual being so good. That, that story of that guy going after the Emperor that rebel spy going after the emperor and that was so good this is master artist Lenel Yu and I love his work Birthright Superman Birthright one of my favorite comics like of all time Lenel Yu did the art there which is interesting he's very kind of a scratchy lot of lines kind of artist and the colorists leave him alone they, they leave his lines alone because they're, they're gorgeous they're beautiful this uh, Jerry Allen Gwilan I apologize and Jason Keith, he had like an, an inker and a colorer um, that actually did kind of finish his work and minimalized the scratchy lines that he normally has. And I, at first, I was like, well, mm, I don't know, um, is that taking the you know his art away? Or I mean, I'm sure they partnered, but you know what? It's gorgeous. Looking at it with a less scratchy line, it still has his look, but it's just beautiful. You have to see his. The facial expressions, the lines on the eyebrows that he uses, the this sort of demonic look in the eyes that he has a, a great way of capturing. Fantastic. This is a story of Darth Vader going to a planet that is uh, not wanting to really follow the Empire. They're like, uh, we kind of want to do our own thing. Um, we don't really need the Empire. Well, Darth Vader has to pop onto this planet and show them and tell them, yeah, that's not happening. You will follow the Empire or you will die. And it, uh, it really shows the way Lenel Yu draws Darth is gorgeous. Has a little a little twist in what you normally look at when it comes to Darth Vader. And when he enters the room, when he visits this planet, it's like a lava-infused planet, but they wear like very kind of Lord of the Rings elven-like like, uh, armor and swords. It totally looks like a mishmash of Lord of the Rings and, and Game of Thrones this planet that Darth Vader's visiting, but yet it's kind of surrounded by lava. It looks like they're they're mining some sort of some some sort of ore, and you get a glimpse of his uh, death bots, um, the, the murderous death bots, a uh, BD, and the C3PO like murder death bot, which uh, creepy the way he talks like so politely. Yet he's talking about murderous rage and and destroying and killing and setting things on fire and creating explosions. So it's like the just the the absolute parallel to, to R2 and C-3PO. They're murder death bots, but they look like R2 and C-3PO. It's crazy. So they are having like a like a dance, like a ball for, for Darth to try to put on this facade of, hey, we're happy and everything's good. And Darth sees right through that and he's like, dance. He's like, and they wanted Darth to dance, which is hilarious. And he lifts a guy up in the, in the air and twirls him around with a force. And he's like, enough with the pleasantries. And uh, I just thought that was just well done. And the whole time he's kind of carrying this box, this kind of elaborately decorated etched box, and you just know 
that's just going to be something bad. So they end up, you know, they're, they, they drop the curtain and attack Darth, and that just goes all bad, of course, for them. And it's just a badass action scene. I mean, they're firing blasters at him, and he's blocking like crazy. He's using the force. He's using their blasters against them. It's just not going well for all of them. And he he slays the, the primary family here. And uh, I thought, wow, that was a little more cold-blooded than I, th I thought he would be. He, he literally does take the, the, the royal family out, if you will. And there's a daughter left, and he's like, okay, now you're the queen. And uh, let's follow the empire, or I'll be back. And here, this cube right here is the last rock from the planet Alderaan. You're like, oh, and here's just a reminder. You keep that, uh, that this is what remains of the planet Alderaan. Don't let it happen to you. Keep your people alive. Follow the Empire. Was like, dang, moment at the end. So very well done. Check that out. And uh, next up, three. We're in the top three now. Uh, number three, from Image Comics, I Hate Fairyland. Number three, from Scotty Young, help with coloring from Jean-Francois Bellieu. I apologize. And <laughs> I laughed out loud just numerous times on this. Uh, I love it. It's hilarious. Um, Scotty Young is writing a comic book about how much he really hates Fairyland and all that it represents. And he's just murdering characters that we... You know, certain archetype and certain characters we're used to seeing in, in Oz and and Alice in Wonderland and and nameless Peter Pan and just taking them and destroying them in all kinds of gruesome ways. And this shows our the little girl that's trapped in this land now. She's been trapped for 30 years, but she's trapped in the body of a child. It still looks like a little kid with the green hair and the pigtails. And you have this narrator attempting to narrate a beginning like once upon a and yeah, he gets axed in the face. From our main character and she just slayed like a ton of zombies and her sidekick like Jiminy Cricket if you will is like this this like f cigar smoking fly which just has this Warner Brothers resonance to the character which I love reminds me of like the gremlin from the old Warner Brothers cartoon with Bugs Bunny he has that look like the oversized eyes the cigar and he carries a weapon and he just has that old kind of Durban hat on and is always just a smart ass and <laughs> and really doesn't help her all that much when he really could. He just doesn't really like her but hangs with her for some reason. It's just their 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 connection, their chemistry is part of the joy of this comic. You have to see it. And this shows kind of the committee of uh, Fairyland saying, "Okay, we've got to we've got to do something about her. She's just killing people in Fairyland like crazy. We have to stop her. She's just trying to escape. She's trying to find this key to get out of Fairyland." But they found a sort of loophole that if they bring someone else in from Earth, then she will no longer be a guest of Fairyland, and they can attack, murder, death, kill her face. And so, some some strange rule like that, they um, they're able to find someone. But before they do, there's a hilarious two-page, two three-page spread, yeah, four-page spread, of how she. Is <laughs> she falls down this bridge that snaps, hits the ground <laughs> in like a wily e. coyote moment, um, down from a, a bridge, and she's just plastered there on the floor and doesn't move for all these panels. She's literally in the same position, and the fly um, sidekick is just waiting and builds a house, starts a family, has a kid, they get divorced. There's just this whole little side story going where the character's not moving, and then she grows a beard. 
Uh, so it looks like years pass, years and years and years pass. The fly has the, gets married, has a kid, builds a little straw house, has a divorce. The kid leaves, the wife leaves, he burns the house down. She's still there growing this ginormous beard for years and years and years. That panel alone had me laughing out loud, hysterical. You have to see it. And of course it's every color, purple. I mean, it's just a rainbow, just a cornucopia of colors. And then like Miss Nicey Pants is introduced and shoots our character in the face with like this giant happy rainbow so like she's just the just the polar opposite there's like miss nice pants and then just angry 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 hating fairyland character and it's hilarious to see the two of them go <laughs> go at it toe to toe and where she's just destroyed with this happy rainbow <laughs> it's like a like a massive repulsive blast from from Tony Stark's chest, but it's rainbow colored. It's just hilarious and what it does to her you have to see I'm not even gonna try to describe it What it does to the character towards the end here is Hilariously grotesque and it's just a blast of fun. It's what you want comics to be kind of an adventure and slapsticky fun I maybe I, it maybe it's just me. I'm just in the mood for it But it just hit so right and it's one that I will remember and not forget for for a very long time now, number two from Image Comics, number 126, Invincible, uh, written by Robert Kirkman and art by Ryan Otley, the art winner. And it's just a gorgeous palette of colors and the emotional resonance here. This is the reboot, question mark, part three of three. So, ultimately he corrects this, He go, it's a Back to the Future episode. This strange, avatar-like, sentient, glowing blue tendril being brings him back in time to let him correct the world. He corrects the world because he knew about everything that was going to happen. He goes to all the old people that he knew. He goes to the CIA buddy that uh, that he that betrayed him, and just the whole mess is fighting with his dad, which is always, to me, some of the best parts of Invincible. Is the is the is the parts where him and his dad interact because uh, uh, you know it's a father-son thing and it hits me hard and uh, so he's able to correct the world he does a back to the future reboot cleans everything up and the world is full of peace and, and this this avatar tendril being comes back and says you can stay here keep it like this just uh, you did it you're good the the world is corrected uh, or you go back to your messed up planet and uh, where you left the earth and and the earth is millions have died including like I remember when they destroyed Las Vegas and uh, she, he's like you, or you can go back to it but uh, you will you have the power to kill countless millions or um, you know save everyone but he he surprisingly here uh, and of course uh, you know uh, spoiler alert big spoiler on this one he surprisingly picks to keep the original world primarily for the love of his daughter and it just uh, you see it in his eyes that it's not an easy decision for him to make but he doesn't want to take his daughter right out of existence you know he loves his daughter she's like a toddler like just walking like two years old and uh, I thought that's a surprise wow he, I mean maybe the more heroic thing to do was to save millions and perfect the world but he went with the world is the world and he's gonna make the best of it that he can and he doesn't want to erase his daughter from existence and so he goes back to that planet but do they send him back just normally no it's like 10 years in the future and his daughter is much older and the wife looks at him like oh oh you're back like 
I'm, I'm waiting for like her new husband to be in the other room so man and and when he sees his daughter again it's just this this emotional few panels where the tears are running down his face and it it can tell you if uh, that doesn't affect you emotionally something's wrong with your heart you should put a cream on it or something but uh, just well done number two and uh, heartful heartful emotional father-daughter father-son superhero romp it's 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 the best superhero comic right now in my opinion it is I can't wait for it every month to come out you should read all 126 episodes of Invincible if you haven't do it immediately but the number one pick of the week from Image Comics was issue number two of Huck written by Mark Millar fantastic art by Raphael Albuquerque and the colorist Dave McCraig loves blues and greens it just has like an algae blue love like warm tone to it I, I love that this is basically a story of a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Clark Kent in this this Midwestern small town where everybody knows that he has these powers. He's basically Superman. He can't fly. But his ultimate power is being able to find things and people. And he just does good deeds. He seems like he's very simple. He doesn't seem to be very intelligent. He just has that one mission in his life to help people. And this is where someone blows the whistle and... It's kind of uh, reports to the media and it's kind of getting blown wide open a lot of you know the the uh, reporters and cameras and everything are, are just invading this small town but he doesn't even really let it bother him and I just thought that was really heroic I, I, I maybe I was really looking for some hero flavor and this had it it just has this little town he does small errands and helping people find things and and fix things and he the media comes you know he's like i'm just gonna walk out there they're they're surrounding his house huck's huck's house is surrounded with the media and he just walks out there and he and they start asking him questions and he's just like i help people you know um that's what i do and and people start you know can you help me with this can you help me with that he starts writing a list and it's just like he's not stressed about it he's not doesn't have this worried feel it's like when you look at him he's just calm cool calm and collected He's like as cool as a cucumber and it just emotes this wow what a you know what a heroic like person uh, and he really is just personified it he's he is superman and so uh someone's looking for their lost husband sometimes these people he finds doesn't turn out so well the husband uh, cheated and had another family but they found him problem resolved he goes uh you know to iraq and finds a guy and you're kind of introduced here to his brother that's coming onto the scene so what's up with the brother the brother seems very much the opposite of huck not clean cut <clears throat> so it it was just absolutely heartwarming and touching and it has that that cool midwestern america feel to it that americana you know cheeseburger and fries apple pie and i just was this big sucker i just i i ate it all all in one big chomp and it was just all over me and I, I loved it and it I know he, Mark Millar has said that he wrote it in sort of response to the dreadful not heroic not happy uh, heroes and in hero movies um, comic books uh, uh, heroes and movies so this definitely uh, you can see, you feel that he's making that statement here but it works it really does work and it's it's just made me feel good uh, at this time of year, Christmas time, I think I want that too. So it just hit the right beats and uh, guy doing good deeds. What more do you need, right? 
I have to mention too, Claws, another episode of Claw issue of Claws came out, which was great, uh, being Christmas time. Check that out. But that was definitely my number one was Huck. Solid, easy picked number one. So there you go, guys. There's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. And get those comics immediately. Go to your local comic book shop. Get them on paper. And go to sunspotscomics.com. You can see my pull list. See my favorite picks. And just get those. They're they're absolute buys. They're gorgeous. They're fun reads. They're good times. Um, and a lot of them, you know, deeply emotional stories and adult-like themes and not like I hate Fairyland, although it's adult and it's violence. It's a it's a cornucopia of fun, and uh, you should check it out. And please, if you don't already do, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Sunspots Comics. If you uh, want to throw out some feedback or ask me a question or have a recommendation. Um, email me chris at sunspotscomics.com if I discuss your email I will put you on a blast on the show and on social media and send you a comic book prize I've uh, got a few on standby I have to dig into and, uh, and jump out there so I haven't forgot about the ones that are in there thank you very much I'll be picking some uh, very soon and uh, thank you so much for listening. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take some more medication now, and 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 take uh, my multiple shots of Starbucks here to uh, get the blood pumping and uh, try to get over this illness. But have a wonderful uh, Christmas holiday or whatever your holiday is, and uh, go grab a loved one, hug and kiss them, tell them you love them, and uh, just be thankful that there that that you have air in your lungs and you have family that loves you and. Just uh, take this holiday and just uh, be with people that you admire and dig. I'm going to, so I hope you do too. But have a happy Christmas, happy New Year, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon. Issue 34, I'll probably be recording on Sunday. It'll be a lot of fun. You should tune in. Oh, and don't forget. How about those hoots? Inviting me down now on such short notice. Even if I wanted to go, my schedule wouldn't allow it. Four o'clock, wallow in self-pity. Four-thirty, stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five-thirty, jazzercise. Six-thirty, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. Seven o'clock, wrestle with myself. Loathing. I'm booked. Of course, if I'm booked for loathing tonight, I can still be done in time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling, and slip slowly into madness. What, what would I wear?
Hello.